Just You Podcast. We'll be conducting a conversation inside the music. Conversations inside the music, where we discuss the topics you think about when you're chilling with your fuzzy slippers and your onesie. Yeah! Welcome to Conversations Inside the Music with Carol Riddick. What's the deal? Yours truly, the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff. Hi, this is Jill Scott, a.k.a. Jilly de Philadelphia. Hey, this is Gerald Beasley. Conversations Inside the Music. With my dear friend, the amazing Carol Riddick. So get ready to join in on the conversation and chill with us on another edition of Conversations Inside the Music with Carol Riddick. With Carol Riddick. Family, hello, and welcome to today's edition of Conversations Inside the Music with yours truly, Carol Riddick. As usual, I am beyond excited to bring you yet another episode, but. My guest today is someone with whom I've had the pleasure and privilege of sharing many stages. Affectionately known as the Prince of Sophisticated Soul, I'm talking about none other than the one and only Mr. Will Downing. (laughs) I was wondering who you were announcing. I'm like, man, somebody good's coming on the show. I'm like, this is going to be great. (laughs) I needed the help. Wait, you must have just cleaned the phone because you look all, look, it's all bright and shiny and clean and oh, I, crisp. <laughs> you looking all crisp. <laughs> look crisp. I've been called a lot of things. Crisp, it ain't one of them. <laughs> it's funny. I was watching Chris Walker. Uh, and Chris always, is, he's always performing on, you know, on online. And, but his, his images look like, they're like crystal clear. And finally, I called him. I said, Chris, what are you using to make your stuff look so much better than everyone else's? He was like, oh, no, it's just an iPad 2 or iPad Pro. That's what it was, iPad Pro. And the next week, I ran out and I bought one. It's unbelievable how much better it is than a regular iPad. Okay. Okay. So you you bougie. You bougie. Well, <laughs> you bougie. Here's the original because we had to turn in some some sort of performance, and I turned mine in, and like I was looking regular, you know, like everybody else. So I ran to the Apple Store. I was like, "How much is an iPad Pro?" They were like a thousand dollars or nine. I was like, "What?" It's oh yeah. Well, it's a computer. It's a this. It's a that. so. I went, I figured we were going to be doing this for a long time. So I just went and invested in it and, you know, it's been worth it. Okay. Well, I must say that your investment has paid off because as you see, that was the first thing I said. I did not ask how you were. I did not ask anything about the family. Yeah, right. I said, okay, you're looking crisp. That was you're the looking first You're looking mighty crispy. <laughs> you're mighty crisp, crispy and clean. That's it. <laughs> Born was, looking mean, crispy and clean. Well, I mean, listen, you just did a commercial for iPad Pro. So, I mean, hey, <laughs> I'm loving it. I mean, no one that will hear this will, will you know, they won't, right. they won't know they what won't it looks know, like. Right. Yeah, they won't know what it, but they know that if they need to look clean, crisp, and vibrant, Invest go and in purchase an, iPad Pro. an yes. iPad Pro. But I'm happy to have you. I'm happy you, you decided to stop on by and chit-chat with me for a moment. Listen, it is my pleasure. You are famous around my house. Um, uh, my my wife did not know that you spoke so uh, eloquently. So I, every time she would say something, I would start laughing. If she, I say, hey, you know, or you know, um, you know, what what are you over there making? I'm making a sandwich, and, and I would oh, say, 
<laughs> and I would say, oh, you're making a sandwich? Don't Why do you say it like that? I said, that's the way Carol Riddick says sandwich. Everybody <laughs> else says, and no D, it's, we all say sandwich. S-A-N-W-I-C-H, <laughs> sandwich. I said, Carol Riddick pronounces every, every syllable. I'm, I'm going to make a sandwich. So terrible. Every every word that comes out of, of one of our faces, we like over enunciate now. We and we call out each in in honor of Carol Riddick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you for that, and, and you know what? I'm going to have to call Audrey and, and say thank you to her as well for that that, that, that that humor. So many of my friends, they say, "Carol, say this." Like one friend of mine, he always says, "Carol, Carol, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, say banana." And then it's like, cause, because I say banana. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Trust me when I tell you, no one else, no one that I know, talks like I do. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to reverse the interview. Where did this come from? Only because I know you. I'm going to oblige you in this moment because I knew Thank you wouldn't me. want to talk about you. But okay. <laughs> But I'm sure other people have uh, this question. <laughs> the, the real answer is I have no idea from where it comes. But I will where? say this, from where? I will say this, my mother loved the English language. Okay. And um, Thursday was our reading day. Stop, don't you, you're going to stop. You, you, just, are, you just did it again. Everybody <laughs> else says reading. You know, reading a day. The, I, I said, what are you making for dinner? I'm going to make some vegetables. You'll probably you, say, I'm going no, to have some vegetables. vegetables. I, you know I say vegetables. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> vegetables. You know I do. I got tripped up the other day. I was hanging, uh, talking to some of my, my girlfriends and my cousin, and I said something, and my girlfriend said, say what now? <laughs> what, is, what, what, what did you say? What did you say? What did you say? <laughs> so often, and people say, you don't really talk like that, do you? Do, you don't, you don't really. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> For everyone listening, yes, she does. <laughs> I love it. It's giving me hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of entertainment. All I can tell everyone that's listening is that we got a half a step closer. We do know that Thursdays were her reading days and her mother was infatuated with the English language. So yes. that's the that's the first step in the 12-step program to you. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, no, no one wants that. Yeah. Oh, right, that so we, I, you've I, gotten that I, out of the way. There we go. I want to talk about your new project, but I want to know before we get into that, what have you been doing during the pandemic? What have you What have you been into? What have you been up to outside of recording a project, sir? Listen, I have been doing everything that I've been lying to myself about um, and everyone else uh, for the last, you know, X amount of years. I'm, I would do it. I just don't have time to. I'm, we're going on the road this weekend. I'm going to I'm going to get to that. And I'm going to I've been doing all everything. You name it, I've been, I've been like, yeah. Remember that that light you said you're gonna fix? I was like, I, I have nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> so I fixed the light. So I'll let that room I said I was gonna clean out that closet. You know, it's like, yep, yeah, I cleaned the closet. Uh, you know, it's been, it this has been eye opening and and awakening in so many different ways. And to the point where you realize, like, you know, this is my skill set. I don't know anything else other than music. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 
always make a joke. I was like, yeah, you know, my little fifth grade education, you know, has gotten me pretty far. You know? <laughs> and, now, and now I'm like, my fifth grade education has failed me once again. Lord have mercy. This is all I know. And sad. Oh, my goodness. You know what? There are so many, so many of us creatives who say, who have said the same thing. Like, wait a minute. Oh, good. I thought I was doing something prior to the pandemic, but now nope. it's been such a humbling experience. It has been, it's been the most humbling experience ever. And if you didn't think that you didn't know anything, that you weren't really much in the world, the world lets you know because they go, okay, listen, we're giving out the vaccine now. And guess who's at the bottom of the list? Uh, oh. guess, guess who is the bottom of the okay. iced tea barrel that no one wants? We are not as essential as we thought. We? We, are, we are not as essential <laughs> as we thought. We literally are. <laughs> no, we're not even in the conversation. Everyone no. else is in the conference. We're not even thought of, it's like, do we need entertainers? It's like, ah, hey, you know what? Let's no. deal with. We're in the good luck with that barrel. We're in that barrel. Listen, yeah. Yeah. By the time they are. get to us, they will be mixing Moderna and, <laughs> and Johnson and Johnson and. <laughs> and Pfizer. <laughs> and Pfizer. And what kind of water am I drinking here? Uh, glacier <laughs> water. And it's go, we are going to be the potluck of the vaccine. They're like, well, what we got left? Like, give it to them. You know, the last one's left. As much as we're laughing about it, it's so, it, it really is a reality. It is so crazy. <laughs> I've talked with so many people about the vaccine and more of us don't want it than than not, which which actually goes along with the fact that we can't get it anyway. But right, <laughs> but exactly. Well, I'm glad you don't want it because <laughs> we ran out. None yeah, for we, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. For you, none for you. Yeah, we we vaccinated the uh, dog catchers of the world, and and hell, we ran out. So, <laughs> by the time maybe we got next to time, us, yeah, maybe, maybe next, next time, next, yeah, yeah. If you make it, <laughs> we'll vote on it. Talking about the election. Oh Lord. Well, yeah. Oh Lord is right. People always say, well, you know, you never really know a person until, and there's that ellipsis after that because mm -hmm. there are different scenarios that you know apply. Mm -hmm. Well. This was one of those scenarios, the voting and discovering who people really are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I tell you, I believe we are all going to be a changed individual when we, if and when, if and when we come out on the <laughs> other side of this. And we will. But yeah, we, we, we will all be different because it is, it's funny when you're talking with someone and you kind of assume that they are, um, on your side and 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 kind of share your your thought process in regards to politics or whatever it might be. And then in return, you go, oh, yeah, that that, you know, that that Agent Orange boy, he's a real piece of work. And they kind of go, Yeah, but I can see, and just you hear that, and then you gotta go, what? <laughs> like, like what? I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did, I'm sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, but you know, I, I see his point of view. I, I kind of get it. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I think communication has to cease. <laughs> yeah. Is, and, I, and yeah, this has been, I, I would say nice, but yeah, this has been eye opening. And yeah. God bless you. And you know, don't call me no more. <laughs> <laughs> 
How about that? It makes you rethink a lot of things. I'll tell you another thing. I don't even know what these groups are, but I'm going to say millennials for lack of another way of describing. I applaud and appreciate, you know, who they are and how they're walking in their own. And they're like, look, I don't like this. I don't like that. I am this. I am that. And they're taking a stand. I so appreciate that. But then it makes me ask, what have I been doing? (laughs) What about me? What's my contribution? Um, well, okay, there's there are two sides to this. All right, my my thought process because you know I got one of them. You know, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. No, no longer no longer in my house, but oh, uh, really, oh, yeah, well, oh yeah, yeah, she's moved out. Hallelujah, <laughs> <laughs> praise the Most High. <laughs> oh, oh my, <laughs> yeah, but she is she's that. You know, she's that 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 child. She's that young lady. So, on one hand, she thought like a lot of millennials do that they're entitled to everything. So, so I've seen both sides of the rainbow. So, on one side of the rainbow was like, I'm, I'm not gonna work for that. I mean, she give it to me. I'm don't you know who I am, and I'm this, I'm that, da, 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 da. So that's one side. And the other side is the person that you described who is out there in the street fighting for the rights of all people and doing it. I mean, they ain't just, they, there's a lot of talk, and it, but it's followed by action. Like literally, you know, my kids like marching down the street, you know, you've always heard that lie from our parents. You know, say, yeah, well, I was, I marched with King, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and the King family says, you know, all these people who said they marched with us and marched, <laughs> you know, the attendance would have been far greater than what was really there. But my kid can honestly say, and I can say I've seen it, she's, she was down with the cause. And, you know, she's also put me to task and, you know, mother as well, like, hey, you know, I see y'all watching a lot of TV. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. I mean, and it's it's an honest question. I couldn't get upset, and you know, it's it's true. You know, I was like, yeah, we we knew all about it. We're watching TV. Man, look at these young folks. Yeah, y'all go get them. Y'all go get them for us. Go get them. <laughs> One day she turned around. Yeah, so so so, so dad. I mean, what what are you doing? And you, I was like, uh, um. <laughs> You know, dad can't get around the way he used to. It's like, hey, even when you used to, I don't remember you <laughs> marching with King. <laughs> oh, I'm over here laughing. Yeah, if it was King, it wasn't Martin Luther. That's all, was- all I can say. <laughs> Heavens to Mercatroy. That's hilarious. I can only so imagine it- that you and Audrey gave each other a look. Well, I've, it was more me looking in the mirror. It didn't change your point of view at all. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll give you a couple of dollars so you can take an Uber to the uh, <laughs> to the march. <laughs> That's my contribution to you, to the cause. Here's, a, here's some money for Uber, okay? And let me know when you got home safely, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I'm, not, I'm not much better, but what I did do, I had uh, written a song that, you know, kind of spoke to, you know, how I felt. And hopefully it was encouraging to folks who were on the fence about getting involved. So, you know, on my on the latest release, I have a song Stand Up. And there's a video that goes along with it as well. And it's an encouraging piece to get people to get be a little bit more inclusive and to get involved. 
Nice. Okay, I was hoping we would get to that. I, you you said, yeah, so I wrote a song. I was about to say, okay, yeah, and, and. <laughs> no, but I think that's awesome. I really do. It, especially she charged you and Audrey as her parents. So that's something you, you could have easily done as a family. But the mm-hmm. conversation that took place, I mean, I think that's great because I don't recall too many conversations. I remember my mother, like my mother and father were not together when I was growing up. But I remember my mother um, showing me like old, um, well, I shouldn't say old, but Jet and Ebony magazine. They were around, but they say, were wait, like, wait, like wait, old wait. ones. I don't know if you remember the old like, Ebony. Jet's not around you. anymore? <laughs> well, you are, you are a mess. But I remember, you know, Time, Life, like the older magazines, they were large. They were so big. Do you remember that? How mm-hmm. big they mm-hmm. were? Mm-hmm. And my family, I'm sure like yours did too, had the ones that had all of the historic moments. That's why I said old, because I remember <laughs> these up, much man. older clean ones. Up. Yes, clean you up. hear me? You hear me? Clean you hear me? You hear me cleaning it up? <laughs> I remember the much older editions. And that was the history that, you know, my family saved for us. But it was a beautiful thing to see. Absolutely. Of course, when I was younger, that was all we had. That little bit was such a big yeah. thing for me. But now... We are walking in a historic moment. We are breathing, living, breathing in another historic moment, you know, another historic. But I'm amazed getting back to these millennials. I'm amazed at, you know, what they're doing, how they're moving, how they're speaking, walking, talking. I mean, quite honestly, I'm I'm ready to bow down to Amanda Gorman. Gorman, I'm sorry. Let me, Gorman. Because I was corrected on that the other day too, (laughs) Gorman. But sidebar, I have so many things that I wanted to talk with you about. I remember we were working, I think it was, I think it was in New York. I'm not really sure. You were doing a taping or something. And um, you were talking about having polymyositis. And this was the first, the very, very, very first time, like you and I have never had a conversation about it. Like just you and I have always been curious to know. First of all, let me say it was the very first time I heard you talk in depth about it. And you were talking about the day that you and Audrey, you guys had gone to the movies. I think it was mm-hmm. the mall or something. And you, you, it, it was like your moment of awareness. Like, okay, I have an issue. I need, something's going on. Something's wrong. Right. Right. Uh, I cannot, I don't, I don't think I've ever told you how touched I was in that moment when I heard you talk about that day. And how you made the decision to go to the doctor to get checked out. But I'm so curious to know, because I see you as this, you know, as this pillar of strength, this man that, this strong man that that just, he does, he does, he does. And I think it's a beautiful thing, but I've always been curious to know how, uh, since that day, how you've, how you've managed, how you've moved, like how has it affected you in everyday life? <laughs> well, I tell you what. Um, every day, it's almost like I would liken it to like some form of of PTSD, because there's not a day that goes by that I'm not reminded that it happened. It is virtually impossible for a day to go by and me not remember what happened because it affects everything that I do. It affects how my day is mapped out. Like uh, most people can kind of say, well, you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna go do this, I'm gonna go do this, I'm gonna do this, and then maybe I might go do this, and I might go do this, and then I'll do this. For me, 
I literally have to calculate my whole day on being worn out. That's like, well, I can do that. I can do this. And then I'm going to have to chill for a couple of hours. And then we kind of recharge my battery. And then maybe I can do that. And then I got to stop. And then I got to eat at this time, you know, or if I go someplace, I literally have to, like, I look at a place in advance if I can to see, okay, is there a lot of stairs there? Because if it's a lot of stairs, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I can go, <laughs> you know? So I literally have to take all of that into account. I remember when, um, when I first started coming back, I was working, I was doing Monique, the Monique show. Monique had a TV show and they called me to do the show. And I remember telling Kyle, the road manager, Kyle Newport, um, I said, Kyle, uh, I'll do it. I said, but I'm going to have to be on the couch when the show starts. You know, because the way the show normally ran was the doors would open up and then you would walk down these stairs and then you would walk to the couch. And I, I and know. like, and I, and, and I have to do all of that in advance with everything that I do. I mean, if someone says, hey, we're going to be doing this. I'm like, I literally, I walk into a building and I kind of go, okay, there's steps over there, there's steps there, there's a railing over there. Okay, I got to go to that side because I have to have the railing, you know? Okay, even for dressing rooms, we go, when we do shows, if you notice, I'm always on the same floor as the stage. So, and if there isn't one, then we make one. We just get some curtains and we throw it over a rack or we do this, that, and the other. So everything that I do is surrounded by this thing that affected me. So this is every day. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so when I'm working even in my studio in my basement, it's kind of like, okay, you bring 50 things of water, you bring this, that, because I'm not going back up them stairs until, <laughs> until later, because them stairs look like Mount Everest. And, you know, it's a constant reminder. You, you will, it's something that you will never forget, ever, because it affects everything that you do. So is there so, fatigue or lethargy or is there pain associated? It's uh, it's it's more fatigue than anything else. And the pain is just general, you know, just my ass getting old. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just that's just the way it is. You know, I, you should hear us. And I, yeah, I'm throwing my wife under the bus, too. We wake up in the morning and or forget all that trying to be quiet and like I'm done. I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to wake her up. Like I as soon as I get up, I'm like, ah, oh, ah, ah. And, and, you know, and you start walking and you hear a hand hit the wall. Oof, oof, oh, stop and you hear the feet shuffling, you know. So <laughs> that's just general kind of like, you know, that that old I slept wrong. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just Something <laughs> like, about that fifth level, isn't there? Something about something, that fifth level. <laughs> oh my God. If something fall on the floor, it's like, eh, I can get it. I get it later. <laughs> like my dog will get it. Like I dropped a piece of meat. Uh, well, you know what? I He should have some meat. The dog should have some meat. Anyway, it's not going to kill him. That's what's happening around here. I took my dog around the block today. 
And normally he like, you know, we move at the same pace. And for some reason today, he was feeling good. So he was moving at a nice clip. We, I made it about about three quarters around the block. And I started, I was like, am I getting lightheaded or do I need to stop for a minute? I'm like, the hell is wrong with me? So that's another thing I haven't been doing since I've been in this pandemic, um, which is what I call, I don't call it pandemic. That's too, that's lightweight. Just a pandemic. Damn it, it's messed everything up. So uh, I've not been doing any exercising. I, I get up and I go to the bathroom, which is about 10 steps away from me. When I tell you, I am so disappointed in myself because I thought, oh, this is the most opportune time for me to, to you know, exercise and work out more because I was doing well. I was doing so well. I've eaten potato chips. I've eaten, oh. I've eaten, um, well, I I did not buy potato chips prior to the <laughs> pandemic. I did not. Chips? On top of that, six o'clock, seven o'clock rolls around and I find myself feeling like it's 11. I don't understand. I want that to stop. <laughs> ah, well, okay. Well, I listen. I, I understand your uh, your your pain to a point. Like for uh, me, I don't know when to go to bed. Well, actually, I do know when to go to bed, um, but I just find myself my days are occupied. I just don't know doing what. Like <laughs> I, I literally my day starts at like eight thirty every day, eight thirty a.m. I get up, and you know, me and my my dog Coda, we get up, and you know, I get him ready, and we go for a quick little, you know, something so can relieve himself and we go for a quick little walk. And then before you know it, it's like 8.30 at night. And I don't know, and I sit there and I go, I didn't do anything. Or at least I know I, know I did something, but I'm like, what, what, what did I do today? Like, yeah. like, what did I really get accomplished? What did I, and then I make notes for the next day and I go, I gotta do this. I got to do this. And then it's like Groundhog's Day. 8.30 comes around and I'm walking them up the block again. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, what did I do today? <laughs> My brain doesn't <laughs> right. shut up. So what I'm going to try to figure out how that little, how they mm. get that bubble in the bologna when you fry it. How does oh, the they, bubble ooh. get there? That's what I'm going to know what? I don't eat bologna. I don't eat bologna. You're a smart woman. I haven't had bologna since I was probably like 10. <laughs> but but that bubble is always is always playing my mind. The bubble bubble is there. You've never had fried bologna? Okay, no. Is that is okay? Wait a minute, because you took my Listen, card I, from me. I, You've I, already I taken people, my card. So. I wish people could see my face right now. I'm looking like Stevie Wonder. My eyes and my head are turned behind me, but I, I'm talking to someone in front of me. I'm I'm looking down. I'm Carol. You've never had a fried bologna sandwich? I've never had that. Oh, but but there's okay. a reason for that. There is a reason. Well, you well, you, there's probably a couple of reasons. One is because you're probably smarter than everyone else. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you this, it has no nutritional value at all. <laughs> Damn it, it's just good. Okay. Well, <laughs> as as my memory, as my memory serves me, oh yeah. So, okay. Well, now you probably have it on YouTube. I mean, someone making a bologna, you know, a fried bologna. But yeah, you get the bologna and you put it in a, in a in a pan with some butter, and then the middle of the bologna would like would rise up. <laughs> it was like, yeah. So the ends all the way around would sit in the pan, and the middle always bubbled up. It would bubble. And it, yeah, it looked like looked like the St. Louis uh, arch. <laughs> <laughs> it 
And if you made two, it looked like McDonald's, I guess. Uh, but... <laughs> Wait, what do you put on a fried bologna sandwich? You can put anything on it. I mean, you could put an egg on it. You could make, you could make, you can put, you can make it put into a grilled cheese. You can make a, a fried. Yeah, I mean, it's anything. Okay. Anything. Okay. That was like. You know, when we were kids, that was like a, a staple in the crib. You know, I mean, you come home and, you know, be spam or, you know, they used to be called the devil's ham. Have that or. Were they two different things? Was that the same thing? Was no, the devil's ham? That was, yeah, what is the devil's, devil's ham? Devil's ham. I mean, basically it's the same sort of meal, but it was two companies that made, you know, one was called the devil's ham and it came in a beige package with uh, burgundy or red writing on it. And spam was has always been in the blue, you know, the the, the blue can, yeah. And and it's basically it's just scraps, <laughs> like, you know, scraps of what no one else would eat. They just put it all together and they sold it. That's what hot dogs are. Hot dogs are like the scraps that they put into a casing. It's garbage, basically. Right, right. But, <laughs> no, <you're> right. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that in my um my uh. My good and grown adult life, I have any desire to have a fried bologna sandwich. But when you finish this interview, listen, when this interview is over, I can assure you that you're probably going to go on YouTube (laughs) and punch in fried bologna sandwich. And I'm sure that some strange person on the planet has filmed themselves making a fried bologna sandwich. (laughs) And it is an experience that you have to have it is, like I said, it has no nutritional value at all, but okay. it will fill you up and you could be rest assured that you'll be giving it back to the city very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it, it's like a White Castle's hamburger. It is oh, amazing. Wow. Nothing, 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 wow. nothing on the planet. Nothing has ever felt better. <laughs> a white <laughs> castle's hamburger in your mouth and plenty of them for a small for a small fee there was nothing more painful than a white has white castle's mm-hmm. hamburger coming out mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. when you're when you're returning it i, I when you're giving I, I it overstand. back to the city yes. I, I love the pun though nothing has ever felt i, I nothing love nothing has ever <laughs> felt <laughs> I love that pun. <laughs> that, I must say, this has been the highlight of my day thus far, talking about fried bologna and its return to creation. I, I, and its return with, to whatever yes. it was. Yes, <laughs> yes, Ashes to yes. ashes, dust to dust, bologna <laughs> to bologna. <laughs> well, I, well that, that's awesome. From Let the me, Book of Will. <laughs> I want it from the Book of Will. Yeah, you know, one thing, people always ask me, you know, they've always said, well, what's he like? What's he like? And I said, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> If only you knew. You, ex- <laughs> if only you knew. That's that's the typical response from me. That boy ain't right in the head. Listen, you need something to get you through the day. These days. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what'd you do today? I laughed. I laughed. <laughs> I, without a doubt. I, it could I, be I, worse. I had a good laugh. It could be worse. Absolutely. Okay. I want to shift gears for a moment. Sure. I want to talk to you about one of it. Now, this is the only hobby of which I'm aware that you have, and that's photography. So we have that in mm-hmm. common. But mm-hmm. um, actually, I, I, want, I have a question. Sure. And then I want to share something with you that I've always been embarrassed to share with you. 
but I will, I would like to uh-huh. know when did this hobby of yours start with photography? Um, my taking up the, the, the picking up the camera started in 1990. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think 1990. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the that people can't see this is a pie, but I'm looking at the wall, my wall of fame and shame. Um, 1990, yeah, like like between 90 and 93, somewhere around there. And I was doing a uh, a photo shoot with a photographer, a woman named Carol Friedman, who had shot, you know, two or or three of my album covers, and I had gotten so comfortable with her. Um, we're talking about the days of film. So there was no, this is not digital where you could shoot it and then look at it right then and there and kind of, oh yeah, okay, let me adjust this. So we had Polaroids, you know. So she was shooting these Polaroids and she took this Polaroid, she showed it to me and she goes, oh, this is so beautiful. I think this is going to be great. And I had become so comfortable with it because we had shot so many covers together. I was like, yeah, it's cool. I said, I think the lighting could be a little bit here. And, you know, I think like the shading on my face is this and, you know, the background and the, and she just kind of looked at me like, um, I ain't asked for all that. And, you know, the next time you want your album shot, you know, why don't you do it your damn self? If you, if, you know, if, you, if that's where we're going with it. <laughs> so I got to like, I sat down, I shut up, I smiled real nice for the camera. I did all the stuff that she needed. And then that following weekend, I say, because I thought about it, I was like boiling inside, like talking to me like that. Like, I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm talking. Your job ain't that hard. I can, I can shoot a picture. Anybody can shoot a damn picture. And I went out <laughs> and I bought a camera and I bought as much film as I could buy. <laughs> you know, I had rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls of 35 millimeter film. And I put it in my camera and I was shooting, I was taking pictures of everything and everybody in my family, it was sick of me. I was like, hey, they stand there, stand there, click. And there's a rose over there, click, there's a flower, click. Oh, look, rain is falling, click. That, that building looks fascinating, click. And I took all these pictures and I turned them in and you know, and I got the pictures back and they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they were unbelievably bad, all of them. So it got me into, okay, you know what? Let me really start reading. Let me go possibly take a couple of lessons from someone who knows what the hell they're doing and learn a little bit more about lighting. And I got into it. I mean, I got into it big time, big time, big time. Yeah, you, you have a coffee table book. Of course you do. Yeah, man, I jumped in with both feet. You know, I've got tons and tons and tons and tons of equipment around here that I don't use anymore because no one shoots film uh, as much as, well, not going to say no one, but people don't shoot film as much as they used to. And and I'm included in that that bunch as well. Everything is digital. So, yeah, that was my, my first foray into shooting. And I haven't put the camera down since. It's, uh, it's an outlet for me. You know, so mm-hmm. I, fortunately, I probably the camera has probably saved a lot of lives because there's a whole bunch of folks I would choke the daylights out of <laughs> unless I had something to do <laughs> to take my mind off of the craziness that I deal with on a daily basis. So, yeah, <laughs> I overstand. Let me say that. I overstand. <laughs> so wait, I, what? So from whom did you take lessons? You said you took lessons from whom or with whom? 
Yeah, there was a guy in, um, you know, lived in Jersey for the last, I can't count the amount of years, but there there was a place that I used to take my daughter, there was a dance school I used to take her to, and while she was doing dance, there was a photography, like, shop, um, a camera shop, and it was also a photography studio, so I would go in there every Saturday while my daughter was taking these two-hour lessons, and I would sit with this guy, his name was Carl. And at first I started going in there and, you know, it was just like small talk. And then he would see me every weekend and he was like, so like, you know, what do you do? And I, you know, start telling say, hey, I do music. And he became fascinated with what I was doing. And I said, he said, well, obviously you're fascinated with photography. You know, you know, what do you want to this? What do you want to that? And I started asking questions and he was like, okay, well, come on, let me take you in the back. Come on, sit down here. He had a backyard and he would start showing me stuff and show me stuff about lighting and, about f-stops and about you know depth of field and this and that and so i was like great and then i started shooting more on my own i started getting better i would bring him the stuff he would look at it i started going during the week now and i would show him stuff and he was like yeah yeah that's cool but let me let me take you in the back let me show you this and yeah i mean that was like without me paying for going to classes and schools i started working with this dude carl like i'd be there two two or three days a week that you was know, valuable. Going in. Oh, very valuable. And listen, he did okay. I, he ended up selling me everything <laughs> under the sun. It was like, yeah, you need this. Uh, I know it was all jive sometimes. This camera. Now this camera. This one right here. And I was like, <laughs> I was like great. How much is it? Oh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, you know, it's normally a $1,200 camera. I'll give it to you for, give me a thousand dollars. But I need this camera. Man, let me tell you something. Okay, great, Carl. And I'd get the camera. And remember that camera I sold you? I was out and I found this. This is a rare lens. You need this lens <laughs> for that camera. And I normally only charge. I was like, but it's going to do this to my pictures, Carl. Carl yes. Yeah, and I was like, you know, the little man on the American Express card who wears the hat, he was taking the hat off and sweating, wiping his brow off. Like, oh, he's using me again? Oh, my God. Oh, damn. You, know, you see the sweat rolling down his face. Oh, oh my goodness. I know Audrey was looking at you, too. Audrey was probably I, saying, oh, wait, what? What what what? I, I, I don't think she had a clue how much that stuff cost. I mean, but I I was like, yeah, you know, the kids are coming this weekend. What are they gonna have? Bologna sandwiches? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, it's good for them. So, I didn't realize that's all I could afford at that point because I had to have that light. I had to get that. I had to get that camera. I had to get yes. that lens. You don't understand. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> But then, you know, it's so funny. I'm sure we can all relate and identify with that. You know, something Absolutely. that keeps me like, no, but I have to have it. I have to have I, it. I have to have it. <laughs> <laughs> and and nothing has changed with this pandemic. Uh, I have more equipment in this little room I'm sitting in right now. I've got three ring lights. I've got uh, a green screen. I've got four microphones. I've got one, two, three, four computers sitting right here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the same thing. Every time I, I see someone, I'm kind of like, man, how do you get that so? Why does it sound like, well, you know, if you had the F7932, 
you know, man, makes that F7931 look like nothing. How much is it? thousand dollars. Or if you've had that uh, iPad Pro, like we were talking about. Pro, here, right? yeah. <laughs> It'll make you look crispy and clean. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, it does make you look crispy and you look crisp. Not crispy, but you look crisp. I look crisp. Sorry. Yes, you look crisp. So I I made the comment to Will. I said, What device do you have or what program or what have you? What do you have? Because your video looks amazing. It looks awesome. He's always my iPad Pro. He, well, I told him he had officially done a commercial for iPad Pro because I now want an iPad Pro. Okay. See? With, with, go, okay, go, I want go, an iPad Pro. Listen, go find Carl. He'll sell you an iPad Pro. <laughs> I, I bet he will. I bet he will. <laughs> and some old cameras that you don't need, but he's going to make you believe. <laughs> Give me all that oh, money. I, can, I Take these three beans. These and, three and, magic beans. And then I'll wind up trying fried bologna because I will have bought <laughs> Because that will be all I can afford to eat, okay? <laughs> In a pandemic. <laughs> Carol, what's wrong with your skin? I started eating that fried bologna. Look what it's done you. to me, but it tastes so damn good. <laughs> Let's to you. Let's make to you. So wait, I read... I want to ask you if there's any truth to this, and if, if so, how much truth there is to this. I've read that you were the spokesperson for the American Stroke Association. Well, I mean, I don't hold that title exclusively, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I am one. Um, years ago, the American Heart Association decided to kind of have like a, a real campaign to raise awareness in the in the Black community in regards to heart health. And they had all these celebrities and, and recording artists and you know people of the like to do these PSAs. And so, yeah, I got the telephone call to read this PSA and I went in there and I read it and they, oh, great, 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 great. And I said, well, hey, man, so, you know, what are you guys doing? And they kind of looked at me and I'm like, yeah, we're just doing these PSAs. See, they didn't know that my grandmother had a massive stroke uh, when I was young. I mean, massive. You know, there's a woman that was very vibrant and got around and and then we used to go visit her every summer in the Carolinas, in North Carolina. And we went down one summer and uh, my parents didn't tell us, you know, before we got there, but, you know, she was basically bedridden, uh, couldn't speak anymore. You know, she had a massive, massive, massive stroke. So that affected me. So when um, they asked me to read this PSA, I'm kind of like, well, you know, now nah, I can do more than read a PSA. I can, you know, we want to get involved. We really want to make a difference. So I started doing these, um, it was called Strike Against Stroke. Um, before I had gotten sick, I was a, like a bowler. I mean, I used to bowl, like for real bowl. Uh, I was into that as much as I was into photography. So, I, you know, that was my outlet. You know, I'd be in a bowling alley, you know, four times a week, you know, bowling. So we decided to do these uh, events and we called it Strike Against Stroke, hence the bowling aspect of it. And the American Heart Association would come to all these events and they would do screenings and hand out pamphlets and and that sort of thing. And we would normally do it with like the local radio station and get people to come out and they would have a good time and also kind of raise their awareness and heart health at the same time. So yeah, Strike Against Stroke, me, American Heart Association. So that's my connection you see that of all the things see see that i had no idea but i'll tell you this 
you mentioning bowling brings me back to is you you bowling gg gg <laughs> for those of you who are unaware my nickname from the one and only my beloved deanna williams is gg she calls me gg because i am a gadget girl yes i love 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 gadgets i am a huge nerd and a tech person and she <laughs> I didn't knows know that's that, where it came from yes i'm her geek squad so, uh, I did not know that. I yes. thought it was just something that she just made up because it's no. not Gigi. Like, she calls me Gigi. Gigi she Gigi. <laughs> I am Gigi because I'm a gadget girl. She when Didi has wow. an issue with anything electronic, she calls me. So I've installed her printer. I've gone to look at her Wi-Fi. I've gone to like her, <laughs> her everything and all of her devices. So that's <laughs> I know. I'm Gigi. I know. Yes, there I you am go. Gigi. Gadget girl. Yes, I, you know I'm a nerd. Everyone knows, it knows that I'm a nerd. You've seen me on the road. I've had all kinds of uh, cables, cords, peripherals, all kinds. Of, you know, everyone who knows me can attest. Listen, you have talked me through more stuff. I was like, I, I call you, Carol. Um, what's this Wi-Fi thing they talk about? <laughs> First off, it's called Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and but I I'm, have my phone, and you look at me. You kind of go, "You're the only person I know that uses your phone as a phone. You know this thing can do so much more." <laughs> and you show me something. I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know. <laughs> but, but you know, it gives me pleasure because it's so much fun for me because I love this stuff. And, and I'm, I always read the, again, for anyone who did not pick this up, I am a geek and I do love to read. <laughs> I do. I do. So I read the instructions, the directions, the, wow. you know, all of everything. When there's an update, I want to read everything that's going on with the update. I want to know, you know, people always say, well, how did, how did you know how to do that? Well, it. Give you that information when you <laughs> hey, listen, most of us just kind of push agree. Yeah, <laughs> do you agree to agree? <laughs> and in the morning, it'll be there <laughs> when your phone <laughs> only thing that we all do is just charge our phone up, and in the morning, you know, you'll have an update. We're having a watch. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> I have a feeling people are going to say, Carol, I learned more about you in this interview than I did Will, and that was uh, not more- my intent. <laughs> You're more interesting than I am. No, no. Well, wait, so I want to share this with you. I was telling you, I'd never told you this story before, but it all ties in. You're talking about bowling. I don't know if you remember this day. It was, uh, we were in San Francisco. No, yeah, San Francisco. And, mm-hmm. Yes, because we had gone to Lombard Street, the Crooked Street. So, uh-huh. and, and it was me, you, and Kyle. And we were stopping by, there was an event, a friend of yours was having an event, I believe, at a bowling alley. I, at that time, I did not know of oh, love for yeah. bowling. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So we were going there, but we stopped at first at Lombard Street. And I was so excited because I wanted to take pictures. So uh-huh. I've got to get photos, I've got to get photos. And <laughs> and and um, you and Kyle, you know, dropped me off. And you said, yeah, we'll be, you know, we'll be right here. We'll be here, we'll, we'll wait here. And I was taking all of these photos and I was so happy, so happy with my pics. And I come back and I get, I jump into the car and I'm sitting in the back seat. I paid absolutely no attention. It was the same, I don't know, it was a, whatever it was, a Merce, it was a Benz or whatever, whatever it was, whatever the car was that, um, that we were in, it, it was the same car. So, you know, the same brand, so I paid no attention. 
<laughs> I get into this car. I'm sitting in the back and I'm looking at in my phone at my photos and I am so happy and so excited to share with you guys these beautiful pictures I had just taken. And I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness, I can't wait. I can't. Where did they go? Where did they go? This is what I'm asking myself. Where did they go? Because I was standing there the whole time. Where did they go? That question came and went in two seconds. Where did they go? Where did they go? I went back to admiring my photos. And I look to my right and there's a family staring at me. They're staring at me. My first response, what? Are they looking at? Why are they looking at me like that? So I'm looking. I said, yes, may I help you? May I help you? That's what I asked them. May I help you? And the gentleman, it was it was a man, his wife, and and one of their, their parents. It was an older couple. And they were all, they were so afraid. They were terrified of me because I was sitting in their car. Uh, he, he, I asked, uh, may I help you? And he said, you, you know, yes, yes, please. Yes, yes. Can, can I help uh, you? Can I help you? He said, uh, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. I'm f that's what, that's how I respond. I'm fine. Thank you. I'm fine. What's your problem is? <laughs> In that moment, I took a look and I realized that the interior was lighter than the interior uh, had been just, you know, just moments before. I said, wait, uh, <laughs> And then I look and there's a cigarette in the tray and I said, I realize I am in the wrong car. I am sitting in this family's car and they are terrified of me and they are afraid to ask me to get out of their car. I realized this. I, and then, then, of course, I say, oh, my gosh, I've got to get out of this car before Will and Kyle get back because they will never let me live this town. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. oh. so I jump out of the car and I never told you guys I was so embarrassed and nor did I ever show you the pictures I never showed you the photos because <laughs> you're killing me kid you're killing me <laughs> yeah so although I'm technically inclined I don't pay attention very much so oh. yeah oh my god mm -hmm. oh <laughs> Now, did you take pictures with the family to kind of like, to, just to like, y'all ain't gonna believe this. Here no, I am. They were terrified of me. I was sitting <laughs> like, in their car in the back. I was strapped in. I was looking at my phone. I was indignant because the man asked me, can I help you? And I said, no, but may I help you? How may I help you? So, no, there, was no, there were no photos. People were glad to be rid of me. Oh my God. Listen, they probably talk about you to this day. <laughs> I'm sure they did. This black girl, she got in our car and she wouldn't get out. She wouldn't get out. <laughs> right. That's why I voted for Trump. <laughs> See, they think they're entitled. You know? oh Listen. They were terrified <laughs> of me. And I was so embarrassed to tell you guys because I could not believe. <laughs> I was so busy looking. You know, I could not believe I had done that. Wait. Till I tell Kyle this. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. Are we gonna have a I you messing my throat up as I as a you messed up my throat. Shoot, I was gonna do some singing later. I messed up my throat making me laugh like this. No, I said I would never tell you. I said I, I would never tell them. I am never going to tell him or Kyle because I I've always oh. been so embarrassed. But you know what? Oh. We've, we've just lived through worse. 2020 itself was enough. Yes, so I can check it now. 
Again, Thank I'll you. share that story with you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're not alone. I I didn't do it. My daughter did it one time. And I I was so pissed. I was so mad. I was like, does your phone, are you that obsessed with your phone? Did you didn't even look where you were going. And, da, da, da. and of course, I went to like the extreme extreme. You know, of course, I went to Taken Part 5, you know, <laughs> Taken 5 with Liam Neeson. I'm like, you could have been Taken. You like, what's wrong with you? Are you stupid? You know, don't you see the difference? I have red interior, they have burgundy. You couldn't see the difference. Let me tell you something. In that moment, all I saw was the emblem because I glanced up for a moment. I was so excited to share with you guys. All I saw was the emblem. So you you probably would have you probably would have done this. Like Carol, I am so not you, Carol, not you. I so, you cross every T and dot every I. Not you. Yeah, me. Yeah, I sure did. Oh my god. I sure did. <laughs> I funny. sure did. Listen. He's like, can I help? Excuse me, ma'am. Can we help you? Can, help me. Can I, can I help you? I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. I, and I was so embarrassed because I was so indignant. I was so indignant with these people. <laughs> I knew no, I was I'm right. fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm thank fine. you. I am yeah. fine. Thank you. How may uh, I help you? <laughs> he said, well, maybe you can move over or maybe get out of our car. <laughs> so listen, oh my goodness, I want to remind everybody because I, I feel like I've kept you. So I'm going to let you go. But before I do, I want to say thank you so much for, for just, you know, stopping on by, having a conversation with me. And I want to remind everyone that you have a new project called The Song Garden. Okay. Ooh. Let me ask you this. How many albums is this before before we jump? This is number 24. This is my 24th record. Yeah. You better get that's, it. You better get it. Listen, that's what happens when you have way too much free time. It's it's work. And as I alluded to earlier, like you come to the realization that this is all you know how to do. That's what people say. Well, when are you gonna stop? I'm like, I'm not good looking and smart like you. It's not like I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be an attorney tomorrow. I'm gonna be your doctor. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it's kind of what I do. This is what I've been doing for the last 33 years. I don't know how to do anything else. So I, I've kind of like I've thrown out the rule book many years ago. I threw a, I threw the rule book out many years ago uh, in regards to artists and recording. It used to be where you would record a record and then you'd wait you know, three, four, five years before you put out another one. And of course, the record company would tell you, you know, you got to go away so they could miss you. You know, you don't want to oversaturate the market. And, you know, so you've done this record. We're going to work this record for this long. And then you get started another one. So, yeah, you won't have another record out for another three or four years or five, maybe. And the world changed. You know, digital came along, uh, the Internet came along and the world changed. And all the thinking of the process of making records that we used to follow back in the day, they no longer exist. There's no such thing as oversaturation of your brand. It's virtually impossible now. So true. So you could put a record out a month. You could put a song out a month and people are still going to, two weeks after you put that one out, they're going to go, when's the next one coming? And when's the next one coming? And what you got there? What you got out now? Oh, I got that one. When's the next one coming? It's like you can't have enough. So 
I'm going to do this, you know, what's the old saying? That, you know, we ain't going to stop till the casket drops. So we just going to oh. keep doing <laughs> what we do. Why that one? Why couldn't we get, you know, I'm going to do this until the wheels fall. the wheels fall yes. off. Yeah, because yeah, everyone says that. One. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I have slightly ghetto tendencies. <laughs> we ain't going to stop till the casket drop. All right. <laughs> We just call that color. That's colorful. You're just colorful. That's all. You're animated and colorful. Okay, colorful. Yeah, great. Let's run with colorful. But just go right about that. And no, I, I, I overstand that as well. I congratulate you on number 24. Thank you. The title is The Song Garden. And as you did make us aware, the single now is Stand. Stand up. Yeah, stand, stand up. up. Get stand up. Absolutely. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. All right. Well, give my love to everybody, please. And, and please don't give Coda any more popcorn. That's not going to happen. Okay. My man, okay. my man, Cole Dizzle. <laughs> hey, listen, he is a family member. I yeah. eat, he eat just like that. I yeah. eat, you no. eat just no. like that. If I move, you move. Yeah, well, I'm having popcorn. Homie having popcorn. I'm having yeah. chicken. My man having some of that barnyard pimp right along with me. Everybody, I'm petitioning to save Coda because he gives Coda a uh, kettle corn. So Listen, <laughs> poor Coda, and he, poor Coda, and he's and he's still here. <laughs> he, he's still here. I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's his Give thing. Audrey, so. my love. Give Audrey my love. So please, I will definitely please. Do that. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you that. So. Thank you, Will. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Family, that wraps up another edition of Conversations Inside the Music with yours truly, Carol Riddick. As always, thank you so much for joining the conversations. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend and be sure to check out prior interviews on any media stream where you typically listen to your podcasts. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified when new episodes are available. And follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Conversations Inside the Music and on Twitter at Chat and Chill. Whatever you do, be good to you and to those around you. And remember, to whom much is given, much is required. Catch you next time on another edition of Conversations Inside the Music with Carol Reddick. Conversations Inside the Music with Carol Riddick.